What's up, everybody? Nikki Hines here, and you are listening to the Nikki Hines Podcast. On this week's episode of Who Inspires Me Wednesday, I am joined by my friend Jen Petty. Jen is a photographer. She also slings wine. She's a coffee lover. She loves traveling. She loves going to the gym. She is just this high energy person who is also all about body positivity. You guys have to go check out her Instagram. She is at Jen, J-E-N-N-L Petty, P-E-T-T-Y. Hope you guys enjoy this week's episode. (laughs) But today we are here and I wanted to chat with you about your fitness journey um, and your body positive posts and and all of that stuff, because I think it's all really refreshing, just like the sense of humor that you have when it comes to being at the gym um, and, you know, posting and tagging the people, your gym partners and all of that. And then, um, you know, that whole body positive side of things. Um, I just wanted to touch, you know, talk about that stuff. So I'm going to turn it over to you for you to share your story, how you got started with fitness, um, and how you, how you decided to start sharing that more vulnerable side of things on Instagram. All right. Well, my family's always been like moderately active. Like I remember riding bikes as a kid and going on hikes, nothing super serious. We weren't one of those families that's like constantly camping or like going to just like hike the biggest mountains that are near us. Like we never did that, but we just did like, like normal family activities that maybe lasted like an hour or two at the most. And then we'd eat. Um, but my brother was always really fit. Even now he's like 40, but he's still just jacked. (laughs) Um, and he kind of, uh, started me on it when I was young. He's 14 years older than me. Uh, let me throw that out there. Um, so he got married when he was like 24, I think. And in the house that they lived in, they had a Bowflex. And so he kind of taught me how to work out a little bit. I'd work out with him. And then I just genuinely enjoyed it. I would, um, work out on my own. It wasn't until a couple years later when I was about, I'd say 24, where I got into Beachbody workouts I wanted to take a break from the gym that I was at Um, I wasn't happy with just the facility in general and so I took a break and I was like let me see if I can do these at-home workouts I got a couple of the DVDs um, shoot uh, Autumn Calabrese's 21 day fix I did that one I did Tony Horton's um, shoot I should look for it was it P90X no it was like his little like 22 no oh yeah um hardcore um 20 yeah it the military one yeah okay I have that one and I never did it (laughs) oh I actually really like it I really like him um so do I (laughs) I've done some of like Sean T's workouts 25 minute fitness I don't know it's 25 (laughs) that one yes I'm like it's it's all got numbers in it they do Um, And so I did that. And that was the first time I'd really started to meal prep because they had their little containers Mm -hmm. and they had their actual meal plan. So I was like, oh, let's just follow. It's really fun. And I didn't even realize that I had cut out um, uh, simple sugars and like processed sugars. I had no idea until I was like two weeks in and I was like, oh my gosh, like I haven't eaten 
any of that. And that's when I realized, because I had always heard um, that processed sugars affect your brain. Um, I had a coworker. Oh, I also worked at Trader Joe's for five years. So everybody talks about just like food and health and everything there, whether they're on a either side of it. And uh, this one chick I worked with, she went uh, no processed sugars and then she went gluten free because of the effects that it had on her brain. And she wasn't annoying about it. Um, she was just, we would, we would, when you work at Trader Joe's, you just snack constantly. Um, and so we would have that. We'd be like, Hey, have some of this. And she'd be like, Oh, actually I'm trying not to eat this blah, blah, but just really educational. Not I'm better than you, which is why I'm eating this way, which I really enjoyed. Okay. And so (laughs) when I cut out the simple, uh, or the processed sugars, I thought back to her and the conversations we had and I was like, Oh geez. Like she was right. Like I would have, I don't know, a candy or a pastry or something like that. And just the next day, my brain would be in such a fog. And I was like, whoa, there's like a whole thing to this. Okay, cool. Let's do it. Um, And so I did that for a little while. And then I wanted to get back into the gym. So I joined the local Gold's Gym here. And I really just found a community there that I really, really missed. Um, Because doing the at-home workouts is very convenient. But there's just something about it when you see other people at the gym and you make those connections and they become your friends and then you see them uh, doing certain fitness things, whether it's like achieving their goals or certain workouts and you're like, oh, I've never thought about doing that or wow, that's super motivating. I also want to do that. Um, That became a huge part of it and I just started to really get to know people in my gym and make those connections and now it's like going out and hanging out with my friends. I have friends who... Uh, do like the bikini competitions or physique for men. Mm-hmm. I have friends who are bodybuilders and they just want to get huge. I have friends who are power lifters and don't care about their physique. They just care about being strong. Um, I have CrossFitter friends. I have yoga friends. I have all kinds of friends. And it's super cool to have these friends that do all these different types of fitness because not everyone's the same. Not everybody wants to be super slender. Not everybody wants to be super huge. Um, like, Marathon runners, they just want to run. Right. Um, bodybuilders, they want to be huge. Uh, power lifters, again, just want to be strong. And so depending on what you are, it's really cool to have all these friends from different backgrounds that no matter what, they're constantly encouraging you on your journey and never making you feel bad. And, and I think that's the key there is like finding the people, like you were saying, you know, the girl from Trader Joe's, um, like she Mm -hmm. never said anything in like a judgy way. It was more of an educational way. And then Mm -hmm. when you have friends from different kinds of fitness backgrounds and everything that they're supportive and not like, well, you're, you should be doing it this way. Um, I think that's when things get tricky. So the fact that you were able to find so many different people that are so open and just positive, um, I think that's amazing. Oh, yeah. I've been super blessed. Um, The people that are in this area that I've been able to um, network with and actually call friends, I just feel super lucky. Um, Growing up, so I'm part Asian and part white, but as in any like mixed race relationship or whatever you want to call it, um, there's always going to be like one culture that dominates and like rules the marriage. And my mom definitely... uh, raised us with a lot of Asian influences. Plus, I don't think my dad, he's the white one, but I don't think he had like a (laughs) ton of culture. Um, Plus his mom died when he was like nine years old and he was raised by his grandma. So it's not like he had like 
again, like a full set on culture. It was pretty much just American. Right. <laughs> um, but we definitely had a lot of that Japanese influence um, in my life. And so my mom was always like super hard on me, not in a bad way. She just wanted the best. My mom is like highly, highly, highly intelligent, super motivated, super organized. And I definitely have that in me. Um, I also do have my dad's laid back part in me too, which is funny. So I'm either in, I'm, I live my life in extremes. I'm either like super into something or I'm like chill and really hard and binge watching Netflix. Um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, my mom was always super hard on me and she would always have a lot of like critiques on my body because I was super skinny when I was born, like not unhealthy. I was just like a little girl. And they said that I looked like a troll doll because I was like super teeny tiny and then my hair was all over the place. Um, but as I got older, like I got kind of chunky and my mom would always make these comments about my body. And even as a kid... I had a very much like, well, screw you, like thought. Um, It still, of course, bothered me, but that was still my immediate reaction was just like, it doesn't matter. Um, But that kind of like propelled me into fitness, I guess, is that I just wanted those comments to stop. But it was so funny. My mom is like, I'm either like too chunky or I'm too skinny. I'm never just like, cool. I think now she's fine with it. She just um, needs something to comment on. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's a motherly thing. Like when they see a zit on your face and you're talking to them and you can see them looking at the zit and you're like, Hey, Hey, trust me. I know it's there, but please look at my eyes. But yeah, they always do that. Like stare with like the slightly open mouth, the furrowed eyebrow. And then they're like, you know, you got a zit right there, right? And you're like, yes, mother. I do. Thank you so much. I did look in the mirror this morning. Thank you. (laughs) Um, and you're like, you love me so much. Um, but yeah. And then at the gym, when I, uh, was able to make all those friendships, I became friends with this woman named Chelsea, who is huge into like the body positivity, Mm -hmm. uh, community. And so, um, being a photographer, of course, I was like, Ooh, I want to photograph her. Like, I think it'd be really fun. And, I'd seen her profile and realized, saw how many followers she had. And I was like, wow. But my immediate reaction was like, I want to work with her because, you know, she has a lot of these followers. And so because of that thought, I didn't go out of my way to talk to her because I don't like to use people. And so I waited until um, conversation naturally happened. I was just kind of like, if we talk and become friends, cool. If not, also cool. Like, I mean, I'm fine either way. But we ended up talking and becoming friends and she came up to me and she said that she um, wanted to work together and she wanted to be business partners. And so I started to photograph her and honestly didn't have any intentions of like being interested in what she was preaching. Um, I really just wanted to take some photos, have fun, um, get some content and yeah, just really mainly just have fun. And so I started to follow her and I started to like actually read her posts and engage. And um, she's really helped me change the way that like I view my body, the way that I view other people, like the way that I judge. Um, A lot of the times I will have a certain thought about someone. Um, We were actually talking about this today. We just had a, a work date and somebody that we know from the gym 
used to be a power lifter. So she used to be thicker and strong. Um, she's moved and she was kind of quiet on social media, came out of nowhere and is super lean. And I sort of told her, I said, honestly, she looks scary to me. And it's not that I'm jealous because of how lean she is. But I told her, I was like, I don't think it like fits in my head of the power lifter that she was because I'm used to her being thicker and stronger. And so seeing her as like a bikini competitor is super weird. Totally fine. I'm like, I'm glad she's achieving her goals. Um, but it also happened really quickly. Right. So we're kind of like more concerned where we're like, I, you look genuinely happy, but I just want to make sure everything's okay. Right. Um, and that like you did this in a healthy way. And yeah, no, I totally, mm-hmm. totally get that. Especially like, like you said, you, you get like this mental image of someone and how you're used to seeing them. So then when they kind of like go away and then come back really different, it, 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 it comes from a, a certain aspect of things. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, just through stuff that she shared on her page, um, there was one that was really powerful and it was of a woman sharing about how she's always been thicker and she dropped a lot of weight drastically and she kept getting all these compliments about how good she looked, how good she looked, how good she looked. And she knew something was wrong because she didn't feel right. And she went to the doctors and found out that she had a tumor. Wow. Um, so she, her message was just because everything looks good according to society on the outside doesn't mean that everything's good on the inside. And so weight should absolutely not be an indication of your worth or mm-hmm. your health. Yeah. Um, of course, there are extremes, you know, um, but weight really has so little to do about it. And so from like following her, I have um, followed a bunch of other social media influencers who are in the body positive community, because honestly, I would personally rather see women who aren't like model-esque out there mm-hmm. doing workouts, doing modeling and I don't know, outfit of the day, whatever, Um that's what I would rather see. Cause I don't follow any like fitspiration people on Instagram and I never really have just right. not me. And so through them, I've realized that it's like, nobody's story is too insignificant. And I just did a post about this on my page the other day about how, like, I'm not inspirational. Like I haven't had this insane weight loss story. I haven't overcome this traumatic childhood issue or um like a super abusive relationship or anything like that like I haven't done any of that I've honestly had a super easy life my parents have always been there my siblings have always been there I've had great friends everyone's always provided for me and supported me and that's that um so I feel like all the other I felt like you know I just didn't really have much to say because I wasn't I don't know again inspirational um but maybe that's like what I need to share is I need to share for everybody who feels like they're boring or feels like they don't fit into this category. Cause like me, I'm not super fit, but I'm also not like, I don't know. I think a lot of people think that I'm not like allowed to fit into like the body positive community. Like I'm not big enough to be there, but I'm not skinny enough to be like fit. I don't know. So I'm just like in this middle spot, but I was like, you know, we still have a platform too. Yeah. No, see, I I think you're in a, in an amazing group and that's of people that are real. Um, Mm -hmm. you share so much of your day. And like you said, it's, it's, it's nothing like, Oh my God, I overcame this huge hurdle or, you know, um, the odds were always stacked against me, but here I am. 
you're a great example of, I live my life every day. You know, I work, I have a hobby that I'm turning into an amazing business. I work out. Your workout stuff inspires me. Like some people might be like, oh, you know, all she does is post, you know, stories at the gym all day. So what? It's the fact that you are going to the gym every single day and you're sharing that. Not a lot of people can do that. You know, not a lot of people have that motivation and that dedication to actually go every day and put those workouts in despite you share your time cards quite often of the hours that you put in at the winery. <laughs> like most people would just go home and be like, screw it. I'm going to sleep. I'm exhausted, you know, but you still find that time to go to the gym, to share even the time to share your story with other people. And I think that's, that's the stuff that I look for on Instagram. Um, and that's the stuff that I appreciate because it makes me feel normal. It doesn't make me feel like, oh, I'm not good enough or look at how amazing that person looks or, you know, like stuff like that. It's just like, this is someone else that's out there hustling after their dream, doing what they have to do in the meantime and still finding that time to hit the gym or, you know, eat great at brunch, um, you know, with their friends and stuff like that. That's, to me, that that's everything. Mm. well thank you I appreciate that (laughs) yeah I'm not into the Fitzbo stuff either it's just it's it's to me that's just all look at me look at how awesome I am um well I mean look I've been skinny last year I got skinny and like I watched my food like a hawk and like I would only eat a certain amount and I was doing so much cardio and everything and you're for me, at least, my body does not naturally stay super lean. Some people do. That's genetics. That's totally fine. But for me, my body doesn't. So for me to put that much effort into just being smaller, like I wasn't really living life. Right. So I'm like, I found out what my, uh, I don't know, chilling weight is <laughs> and like where my body's happy and where it naturally wants to be. And, uh, yeah, I'm kind of there right now. And it's, um, it's amazing how when you change your mindset around your weight, everything else changes. I used to put on jeans and then like, hate how my stomach came over, like the folds in the top and like how it came out on the sides and how if something wasn't super smooth, it would make me upset. I now rarely ever think about my stomach unless it hurts, like it's actually bloated, or I have like food poisoning. Um, my stomach does not play a factor in things. Like it doesn't stop me from doing anything I love. It doesn't stop me from wearing the clothes that I want. Um, I've really kind of figured out what the difference is between actual pain, like physical pain versus like emotional pain. So I honestly don't think about my stomach as much anymore. And that is where I'm at in my journey. And I am so, so thankful. Um, and you talked about like, Hey mom, like I actually looked at myself in the mirror this morning. Half the time I get to work or the gym and I've got like boogies in my eyes and like, I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like I need to look at myself in the mirror before I go to the gym. Like I'm taking self love way too, too extreme. I need to start doing a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really cool when you can change your mindset, especially when it's something that's been ingrained in you from your parents, from society, and just everywhere around you. It's incredible. Who are some of your favorite 
body positive accounts on Instagram. So there's choosing Chelsea. Again, she's my good friend. And I think she has a lot of incredible things to say. She's one of the main people that's inspired me on a consistent basis and really jumpstarted me on this journey. Um, And then there's the bird's papaya. Mm -hmm. She, I met her through Chelsea and she is also incredible. She's a mom um, of three kids and she's really used the Instagram platform in amazing ways. She just did a post today about her in um, like lingerie, but the post was about not an invitation. And she was saying about how anytime she posts a picture of her in general on social media, how she gets these weird DMS and everything mm-hmm. and from men saying um, vulgar things. And she's like, Hey, guess what? This is not an invitation for you. And just, she just posts a lot of really, really good stuff. Um, and then there's also the Bailey P she's down in Southern California She's super awesome. I met her through Instagram after doing a photo shoot for Chelsea and a bunch of other influencers. And I scrolled through her page and I absolutely loved just the energy that was in her images. And I started to read her captions and she has an incredible story to tell as well. And she has this like overwhelming positivity that she shares. And I think it's so much fun. Um, Again, you can see it through her photos. If you talk to her, you can definitely feel that energy. It's absolutely contagious. And I think she's incredible. I'll have to check her out because I I follow Chelsea and I follow the bird's papaya, but I'll have to check her out. Yes. Um, Another one of my friends actually I went to high school with, she just started a body positive account. It's called Positively Lime. Uh, Her name is Julia and she's just starting out and I think she's got a really fun message to share as well. She's really finding like her footing and what she wants to do. But bottom line is that she wants to preach body positivity and she's done um, nothing but that. So definitely check her out as well. That's awesome. And I'm going to provide links uh, below in the um, comment section to all of these accounts that Jen is sharing with us so that everyone listening can check them out as well and see if they feel that that would be a good fit for them. Um, Let's talk food since mm. we love food. What's your, so like you've, you've done the cute little colored coated containers, which when you first opened them up, did you think to yourself, like, what the hell? Like, I can't live off of only this. Yes. The, uh, the fats <laughs> container. Like, are you kidding me? I'm like, I eat way more almond butter than that. Yes. I, I'll Jeez. never forget when I first opened those and I was like, what did I just get myself into? And then I put together my first the fats and carbs. I was so upset. And then I first, <laughs> I put my first plate together and I was like, how the hell am I going to finish eating all of this? I'm like, how did all that food fit into those things? <laughs> it's such a trick. I like those containers though, because uh, when you use like your measuring cups or um, your whatever else, like I don't know. I felt like the boxes or like the little containers helped me visualize it so much more. Yeah. It, and so when I would like go out, I would be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's three ounces of chicken. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely helps me get my portions back into perspective. Um, I have a couple of sets of them and I do, I'll pull them out whenever I can feel myself getting out of control in life. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like I need a little. Re- 
a cup of carbs actually looks like. <laughs> oh, I know. I know Especially, when you like look at it and you're like, this is a cup and it's like five and you're like, oh my bad, but that was really good. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I'm American. That I thought that was a cup. <laughs> yeah. We have different sizes here. <laughs> We're on a whole Pretty different system. Too. <laughs> it doesn't help that I'm Italian as well. So like the whole pasta bread thing is like ingrained in me. Like I need it. Um, oh, it's so funny. I was talking to a coworker the other day because he's Italian and <laughs> we were talking about how like he's Italian. So anytime he smells pasta, he just like starts drooling. And I was like, dude, I'm Asian. Anytime I smell rice, I start drooling. <laughs> just talking about how each like culture has their own like carb of choice. Yes. <laughs> It's so true. And they are. They're all carb-centric, like, when you really look at things. Oh, yeah. That one favorite thing is always a carb. Um, Comfort food, did, man. Right? Like, why, did, why does the mac and cheese have to be so bad for you? Mm, but because it's happiness. Your, <laughs> right? <laughs> what's your food philosophy now? Like, since you've, um, you know, discovered the whole brain fog thing that, you know, processed sugar gives us. And um, you said that you had cut out gluten for a while. Are you still gluten free or do you uh, try to stay for the, comes to that stuff? Um, for the most part, yes. I've noticed. So first of all, my philosophy is do what feels best for your body. Um, I don't think that um, like, some people say like, oh, your body will crave what it needs. Like, no, I don't believe in that because if you start eating sugar or like if I start eating sugar, I will crave the heck out of so much sugar. Doesn't mean my body yeah. needs it. Um, yeah. My body never needs sour watermelons. Like my no. brain thinks it needs it, but my body's yeah. like, no, please stop. <laughs> exactly. And so I think that it's like for anybody who's never been on a food plan, um, it's super hard. So if you're used to like eating fast food or a ton of fried foods or a ton of processed sugars, your body is used to that. Um, so until you kind of like slowly clean things up and then kind of like introduce those as treats every once in a while, like you're not going to realize how actually terrible it makes you feel. Um, but for me, I've the last three years, I don't know, I'm getting older and my body decides that it just wants to be allergic to fun. And so <laughs> I, cut out gluten and I cut out dairy for almost the past like three years and I'm slowly learning what I can and can't have they don't really affect my stomach they just make me break out on my face mm -hmm. which is super frustrating I mean it's cool because it's like I can eat stuff and still be fine but uh yeah it's really frustrating and so I'm learning like I can do Greek yogurt um or I can do sourdough bread or like soy sauce um so obviously yogurt has dairy and then sourdough and soy sauce both have wheat. But mm -hmm. I think there's something in like the fermentation process. Um, I'm like 100% convinced that it has to do with the way things are processed in the United States. Because when I go internationally, Absolutely. I can have mm -hmm. whatever dairy I want. I can have whatever um, gluten I want without any side effects. So. Yeah, my coworker and I were just talking about this. Um, she just got back from Europe. Mm -hmm. And um, here she has so many issues when it comes to food. She was like, do you know, I didn't once my entire from food trucks. She was like, the mm -hmm. quality of the stuff is just amazing. She was like, it's so different. Allow such trash to go into our. Um, it's yeah, and it's. 
it's so funny because I feel like the United States definitely acts like we're better than everybody else that's ever been. Um, but yeah, the stuff that they're putting in our food and the way they're treating it is gross and it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like I try to keep those out of my diet. So um, I cook really basic. It's funny because once you cut those out, you realize what has gluten and what has dairy and how you have to completely shift everything you were ingesting before. Um, yep. Like the next time you go to a restaurant, look at the menu and look for something that's gluten-free and dairy-free. Like look through the whole thing. Look through the appetizers. Look through like the main courses. Normally what I do is I just end up getting like a burger and putting it on a lettuce bed or lettuce wrap, whatever. Um, that's usually me. Um, but I kind of do what feels right. I've, I'm sure everyone's been around that one person who's like on a diet or meal prepping for a show and they go out uh, to eat and they're just so annoying to be around. Cause they're like, I can't have this. I can't have that. Oh, well, I'm only eating this many grams of carbs. And it's like, I don't want to be that person. And I don't want to be around that person. Um, so I just try to eat what feels good. I've learned that, like you said, Sour Patch Watermelons taste amazing on like in your brain and in your mouth. But then I have no self-control. So I will eat the entire bag and my stomach will hurt from way too much sugar. And I know, hey, that's not good for me. I need to not do that. Yeah. Um, but everything in moderation, time and place, I'm not about depriving yourself, but definitely setting limits. So like... During the holidays, um, on Thanksgiving Day, I had some, like, cakes, gluten-free cakes that my sister made. And, yeah, I was craving sugar the next day. But I got what I like is, like, a this dark chocolate dessert type thing. And so mm-hmm. it's way easier for me to wean myself off of chocolate if I go from, like, super sweet to, like, a bittersweet. And then mm-hmm. um, sometimes at the very end, I will substitute in just, like, dried fruit, like, dried mangoes. Heck, yeah. But at least that's, like, a natural sugar. And then you can right. slowly get yourself back to eating normal for me. At yeah. Least. It's, it's that process stuff. That's like a drug. Um, oh, yeah. it's, it's just so addictive. I, a couple of weeks ago, I like stress ate an entire bag of watermelons. Um, they're like Ooh. my kryptonite. And the next mm-hmm. morning when I woke up, I literally felt like I drank an entire bottle of something. Like I felt hungover. Oh, just like you were saying like that fog. And I know that I was experiencing, I was like, God, this is why I stay away from sugar. Why did I eat those? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why I like, it's so important to listen to your body. And, um, I, that's why I don't agree with like a lot of diet culture. Cause they're like, this is the one way you should eat. Like the one thing I agree no. on is like a calorie is a calorie. Okay. Like mm-hmm. calories in calories out, whatever, like what well, calorie is a calorie, but everybody's body is different the way it processes food is different there is science behind like having like fats with your fat soluble like with fat soluble like vitamins so if you have um broccoli with like olive oil on it it's going to absorb uh, be absorbed more efficiently um like stuff like that well sure um but as far as like meal plans and um like proportions and calories and everything um I think it's really hard one of my friends tried to he was getting started and he put me on a meal plan and I told him that I was doing a low carb high fat diet and I really liked it like I feel like 
um, I functioned really well on that. I constantly felt satiated. Mm -hmm. Like my brain was firing on all cylinders. I felt great. And then he put me on this like super high carb diet and I gained weight super fast and um, constantly wanted to eat. I was never satisfied. And um, I had a lot of brain fog and then I got grumpy and irritable. And I was like, dude, I can't, I can't do this. And that was only for like, I think two or three weeks. And I was like, Hey man, I can't do that. Like I told you time and time again, like this is too many carbs, but you insisted. And so I trusted you and, um, that really messed me up. So yeah, Yeah, everybody's body is different. Some people function better, high fat, lower carb. That's how I happen to be. Mm -hmm. Some people are high protein, you know, and everyone's just super different and you really do have to dial in and listen to your body because your, your body isn't going to steer you wrong and no diet can be one size fits all. Right. Um, and for anybody out there who's like, doesn't know where to start. Um, and honestly cutting out processed sugars is like a huge way to start. My first recommendation to everyone is, uh, go two weeks without drinking any alcohol. Two Mm -hmm. weeks. Um, if you can be, like that, that's just like a great place to start. If you want to be like really good and like an overachiever, don't drink any alcohol, any soda or any juice, like just drink water. Um, or like, I love flavored sparkling waters. That's like my jam. So I drink a ton of those. Um, but like cut out all those things for two weeks just to see how you feel. Um, you can still do caffeine, whatever, but those are usually huge inhibitors of like, I, I don't want to say fitness, but just like a feeling good because alcohol after two weeks, you should re- feel a huge decrease in like bloat and water retention. If you're not drinking all yeah. of that sugar, your brain should potentially be processing much cleaner. Uh, mm-hmm. Our bodies are machines. And when I started doing the um, beach body workouts, that's when I realized how true it was. Cause I was like, what you put in, is what you get out. So your body's a yep. machine, food is fuel. If you put crap in, you're going to feel crappy and that's what's going to come out. It's like putting the wrong kind of gasoline in your car. If you have a diesel right. and you put regular gasoline in and it's not going to work really well. Um, so that's my philosophy. It's, I, and I agree with that completely. Um, you know, uh, food is supposed to be fuel. It's, it's not supposed to be emotional therapy, which is what so many of us use it as. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not supposed to be, you know, um, a, a, a form of entertainment for us. It's, it's supposed to be I'm fuel. Like, um, such a huge you, snacker. <laughs> especially out of boredom. Stress are my triggers, but I'm also a huge emotional eating on my mm-hmm. emotional eating for 10 years. So, And I still don't fully have it under control. I don't know if I ever will, but that's my Achilles heel um, in the Mm -hmm. whole fitness thing. But I do find that the cleaner that I eat and the more um, whole foods that I have, the less my cravings are and the less I want to reach for those crappy processed foods. So it definitely is key. And like you were saying, when you were eating um, lower carb, higher fat, you felt more seed. And because you were giving want it in order to run we don't give our bodies what it needs and to have any, we're just constantly hungry because your body's hoping that like, or it's mm-hmm. 
some, you know, mm-hmm. spinach and chicken and stuff like that. And nine times out of ten, we don't do that. Right. It's it's hard to figure out what your body needs to. There's no one size fits all as far as diet. Um, no, there's there's no manual, unfortunately. <laughs> no, and then it sucks because when you get it down, then you get older, and then your body changes and is like, wait, we're gonna redirect this, and then you have to refigure it out all over again. Um, Especially as a woman, mm-hmm. like hormones, they're oh. evil. <laughs> mm. But if you look at it as a positive. You like for me, uh, my job uh, at the winery, um, I started there about three and a half years ago when it was only about eight months old. And so it's had a very much a startup mentality. And Mm -hmm. I would tell people when they would get hired and I'm like, if you hate change, this is going to be the worst job ever. Because like I would come in and then like construction would be done literally within a day and like everything's different. And they're just like, okay, we're doing it this way now. And you just had to be like, okay, and then run with it. I was like, but if you like change and can embrace change, then this will be the best job you've ever had. And um, stuff still constantly changes, whatever. Um, but that's the thing. If you look at every uh, every change to your routine as an opportunity, it's actually really good for your brain. Um, and it's kind of fun. It makes it like a puzzle. It can be frustrating if it's causing you like actual physical pain. Um, but yeah, it's. Yeah, it's a mystery that needs to be solved. I love mysteries. Yeah, it, it's that's a great, great way. To, yeah, health and fitness is definitely like a startup. <laughs> mm-hmm. I happen to work for one of those. So exactly what you're talking about <laughs> with the constant change and you have. Yeah. To the- and you know what? Life is like that. Like stuff will come at you and it with workout routine or your ability to meet this time you have and it's really just super important that you roll with mm-hmm. it ebb and flow and best that you can so with that, you to give everyone who's listening um piece advice for um i started our fitness journey hmm I guess it's, uh, it's going to sound so generic, but um, it's a constant journey. It's not like, oh, when I hit this goal, wait, like, I'm finally going to be there. Um, It's something that you constantly have to work at. There's no formula for you to be fit. And I use the word fit instead of skinny, because again, I don't think weight is an indication of your health. I think, man, I've seen big people who can dance and move their hips and run way faster than me. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't think weight is an indication necessarily of health. So shoot, I plugged in my weight on some website the other day and it told me I was obese and I was like, I'm not, but thank you for your, uh, for your input. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it's just definitely a journey. It's something that's constant. You're going to have ups and downs, but to really find the joy in your type of workout, whether it's, cycling at a cycling studio or doing yoga or lifting weights. Um, it's a journey and you may change. You might start out cycling and then starting wanting to lift weights or realize that when you lift so many weights that, uh, you actually need to do yoga as a restorative treatment for your body. Like there's so many ways you can go about it, but find what you love and do that. Don't think that you have to do what somebody else is telling you to do. 
um, definitely find your style, something that you enjoy and do that. Yes. So much yes to that. That was just an epic place for us to wrap this up. Um, that was amazing advice. Um, you definitely have to enjoy what you're doing. It's not one side. And thank you so much for joining uh, If you guys want to check her of Jen's, check her out over on Instagram. She is Jen L. Petty. Petty, P-E-T-T-Y. There will be a link uh, to her profile below. And yeah, that's awesome. It was so, so glad I got to chat with you tonight, Jen. I've been working yeah, on this. Yeah, this was super fun. <laughs> I'm so excited. Of course. I know. So hopefully I'll see you when you come out here or maybe I'll just have to fly out that way, I guess. I mean, if you do, I mean, I'll happily share. But yeah, we definitely we have to hang out. I mean, <laughs> I think we can make it happen in 2020. <laughs> I think so, too. Awesome. Now I have something else to learn, too. Yay. <laughs> yes, we'll make it work. We'll talk date soon. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. Take care. All right. You too. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Who Inspires Me Wednesday. I hope that you enjoyed it. Um, there are more episodes coming, and I am still looking for more people to interview, chat with, get to know better. So if you would like to be on the Nikki Hines podcast, please shoot me a message over on Instagram. I am at bronc787, that is B-R-O-N-C 787. And as always, thank you for listening to the Nikki Hines podcast. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.